Hi and welcome to the Keep Mothers Podcast. My name is Abigail Kelly and I'm here with Andrew Hamid and it is so, so, so goddamn hot in here. Yeah, I am so It is this recording studio. It, there are shoes. I know that there are shoes. Yeah. Um, I really like the... Why do you have... Th- oh, okay. I thought you had three three-pound weights. Um, no, it's... Uh, we were. Yeah, before we started recording, um, I'm so scared that the levels are going to peak. Also, am I, I don't even know if I'm in the right position. You're fine. We're fine. Um, no, this is great. If Fred could do this, you can do this. Uh, yeah, that does make me feel better. I mean, and he yells, so. He does yell a lot. Yeah, I don't, I'm not much of a yeller. Yet. Yet, that's true. But like, I mean, I'll do it for like comedic effect, but I'm not like, you know what I mean? Like. Fred, Fred, that's his default. That's his factory setting. Right. My, my factory default is more like, yeah, okay. More like just depressive. Yeah. You know, everything comes out on a nice sigh. Just like, ah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Andrew, I have, a, I have a question that I ask all first-time uh, Kingdom of Thirst visitors, mm-hmm. um, and that is, uh, how do you feel about romance novels? I don't know. Because okay. I was thinking about Interesting. that. I was thinking about that earlier, because I was just like, <laughs> first thought, what the fuck am I getting myself into? <laughs> like, I don't, I'm not well-read. It's not that I hate reading or, like, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm illiterate. It's yeah. just, like... After working all day, like I don't, I feel like reading is a very active yeah. thing. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not a passive. Yeah. You if you're use... doing it right, it's an emotional and yeah. like intellectual activity. You got to use your noodle. Yeah. And after working, I don't feel Noodle-bit. like using my noodle. Well, if a romance novel, there's a lot of noodles being used. <laughs> pool noodles? There's a lot of pools involved. Like... <laughs> that too. That yeah. too. I figured there's probably a lot of pools. There are involved. actually, there are a lot of pools. Yeah. Uh, the, the books that Fred and I did, um, he pointed it out. I did not notice, but some of the inciting action of both of those uh books happen uh around pools like poolside like like, yeah. like mcmansion poolside well one of them takes place entirely in hearst castle the fuck is that i don't know what hearst castle is, is it who's some guy named hearst what's that you know the pa- patty hearst do you know you know you know pat come on i think i Andrew, do you know patty hearst yeah. newspaper heiress who was kidnapped and oh then, yeah okay you know uh yeah, 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 but yeah. but the one of the hearst people i was confirming confusing her with patty smith huh yeah because well Pat, patty's crabby patty's patty smith <laughs> okay well okay it happens yeah. it's yeah. hot dude. it's hot it's hot it's also late we don't i don't normally record this late i don't know i well, might be punchy that's my eight well i'm also an old woman yeah and i'm a video editor i'm meant to not sleep that's true that's true yeah. um okay so you don't read very much no, Patty Hearst. I didn't mean to cut you off. So No, it takes place in Hearst Castle. It's a whole thing. Listen to the episode, okay? I don't want to spoil right. it for you. Come All on. Right. Andrew, please. Okay. Get your head in the freaking game. I'm trying. Okay. Um, romance novels. <laughs> romance novels. That's why we're here. How do I feel? I don't know. I feel like there's there's like a range, I assume. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, obviously, there's like the very masturbatory, you know, erotica novels, mm-hmm. you know, um, which I mean, it's I don't care. What do you What do you know about them? I mean, I I don't know that much about them as a genre. Mm-hmm. Like I just kind of lump them in with like books, I guess. Okay. Um, but I've also read a few books where it's like 
there's ro there's like a romance i mean most stories have some sort of romance in them because human condition and human all that. yeah i mean it's yeah. just what the fuck else is there you don't yeah. know what to write ah, love interest yeah, you know it in there. it's it's what it is but as far as a book that is explicitly romance i don't know if i've actually ever read a romance novel that's like ex like a very explicit in its intention okay so there are like the definition of a romance novel is pretty easy um but it's it's also very concrete um the definition is that it has to have romance right, right. uh as the main plot point but it also has to have a happy ending by default all romance novels require a happy ending really yes so that's kind of the difference between like romance being in fiction mm. and a romance novel which is which is pretty interesting actually because at that point that it is so concrete but also so broad that you can fit yeah. anything in there a romance novel can span just about any genre mm. below that like um that's odd it's it, uh, you're right it seems it almost seems kind of constrictive though well it is it is i mean <sighs> That's why people who are like, oh, you know, I, I one of my favorite romances is is like Romeo and Juliet. Would that count as being like if it was if it was oh, turned into a novel, would I it count see. as a romance novel? And I'd say, strictly speaking, no. No, it's it would be considered just like a drama or yeah. like a tragedy. Mm -hmm. It would be, a, I guess, it would it'd be still be a tragedy. It would be considered yeah. like, a but it'd be literary fiction. Yeah, it would. But I, I yeah, 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 because that is the first thing that you kind of people think of when they think of a romance. I think a lot of people mistake the kind of boundaries for romance novels as being it has smut in it mm -hmm. which is not actually the case i mean it, it's kind of you know it's not it's like a square is a rectangle or anything, sure. you know that thing but it's 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 not really and there's a there's a broad swath within you know romance novels particular if you go back to the 1970s which is mm -hmm. when romance novels as we know them really began okay. um the smut in them was really obfuscated and a lot of times very couched in language of like sexual assault and all this stuff. Oh, yeah, it's really? a whole sticky business. Somehow not shocking. Though. No, and we're still dealing with that. But there's this really interesting history surrounding that. But there's also this kind of misconception that romance novels are erotica and erotica are romance novels. Okay, so um, they are two separate things. They're on kind the same of. spectrum, but they're not one in the same. So would it be like, softcore pornography versus like hardcore pornography or would it just be like a lifetime movie versus pornography like, i would say it's like, like what's the range it's like the difference between like a rom-com and porn well, that's a pretty fucking big range yeah it's a big okay. range like you can have a sex scene in a rom-com yeah like any above the belt maybe yeah. you're like a butt shot but it's yeah. not like you're not getting full frontal like jesus yeah no i mean I guess and you don't get don't, that in every romance a, novel yeah I mean, I mean i've never seen a european rom-com that's major. true i don't know what the germans do <laughs> we can ask fred yeah <laughs> nymphomaniac that might that's not considered no, a rom-com i wouldn't call that's that just, a rom-com that's just upsetting <laughs> yeah. that's, that's just broken people yeah and shia labeouf yeah yeah shia the beef one thing we're exploring today is a an interesting subgenre within the romance novel uh genre that is near future romances okay um and i thought you would enjoy this because i know that you're some sort of nerd um yeah you yeah. know i mean i like i like um i think I'm more i'm like i like i like hard sci-fi i guess okay. like i mean yeah. like i can't do star wars and i know that upsets a lot of people it means but it's, whatever like i don't 
Well, I don't like the prequels, but no one likes the prequels. Listen, I like Star Wars and I also don't like Star Wars, so I get it's, it. You know what I mean? Where yeah. it's like, I can respect it. It's like it's this grand thing, but it's like at the end of the day, like nothing's happening really. It's just like, okay, they're bad. Why are they bad? I don't know. It's He's wearing, he's got batteries attached to his chest and a helmet. He's you gotta take bat- it as fantasy. Like it's not and of the same strain. Yeah, and that's, I can't do that either. Yeah. I really struggle with fantasy. That's why we couldn't watch The Witcher, huh? Witcher was just that. I mean, I don't know if it gets better. It doesn't. Okay. I watched the whole thing and it doesn't. Like I watched it mostly for Henry Cavill's butt. Henry Cavill is a fucking. He's a specimen of a man. He's a fucking beefcake. He's also really nice. And in in interviews, he seems like a nice guy. He was nice. He also dated a nineteen-year-old, but I'm not gonna say that. Oh, he did. Yeah, he did. Oh, really? I mean, that's fine. Both consenting adults, I suppose. But power mouth well, is kind of odd. How old was he when he did? Oh, he's you know he's 30s. he's he's like in his late thirties, early forties now. Not great. Not a good not look. Not great. Not a great look. I mean, Con- not the worst. Consenting thing. adults, but you know, it's tricky. That's tricky. That's yeah. That's a, that's a Especially as a celebrity, and that's a power th- imbalance. Yeah, because yeah. it's also it's not just an age gap. It's also I mean, I'm assuming. I mean, I don't know what the 19 year old's financial situation, but I'm assuming Henry Cavill was worth seven of them. Oh yeah, you generously. Know. Yeah. So I mean, he's definitely worth at least like. 20 25 of me so you can also yeah. probably bench press 25 of me oh easily with his butt alone yeah, yeah. where were we <laughs> the witch so the witch yeah. like okay here's an example so i'm playing legend of zelda breath of the wild right now and i've okay. tried playing the witcher games okay i know you're not a huge game person but this is just like a comparison that i yeah. grew up with i know i know <laughs> i'm literate i'm, no, I'm, I'm not game saying, literate i don't know if you've played the game i haven't but my brother has and he didn't never shut up about it okay so so, so like the Witcher games, it's very exposition heavy. It's a lot of info on things where it's just like, it's like, here are the things that are happening and then they happen. There's some Polish history just kind of trust up a kind little of, bit. Like, no, I find that interesting. But yeah. like the thing, the reason why I, I can't get into the Witcher games mm-hmm. or like fantasy genre like that, mm-hmm. dude, it's just, you're just, you're throwing too many things. It's a lot. Well, how do you, how do you feel about, like, I know you're a fan of hard sci-fi then. Mm-hmm. Um, well, how do you feel about like near future sci-fi? I think it's incredibly interesting. I mean, yeah. I think like um, again, I'm more literate with movies. Yeah, so I guess, that's but fine. Like, um, District Nine comes to mind as a really that's good cool. example of of like near future sci-fi, like very grounded. Yeah. And the other thing that I liked about District Nine is it didn't explicitly lay out things. It showed you. It let you kind of put things together on your own, and then gave you just enough information mm-hmm. for it to make sense. Yeah. I get that. I, I also, you know, I like the kind of open world, explore at your leisure, learn at your leisure video games. Mm-hmm. I like that in my fiction as well. I, you know, it's funny. I, I was editing uh, an episode I did with Paige a little mm-hmm. while ago, and that was based on one of Cressley Cole's novels. And Cressley Cole writes this really expansive universe of romance novels that are like, it's every mythological creature you can imagine just kind of in one universe just hanging out yeah and it's all about them finding their like faded mates right okay each book follows a different couple and they all kind of like intertwine and stuff and i was thinking about what i really appreciate about her books although sometimes you know sometimes it's a little bit for sometimes it's, i'm not into it sure. whatever what i really appreciate about her stuff is that she does not give you any time to adjust. She mm-hmm. just punches you in the face with her stuff and is like, you figure it out. Yeah. I like that because that's how you figure out Ex- any right. that's, situation. That's very much like how we exist in the world for the most part. Throw you know, me in like there and let me get context clues. You, you, you turn 18, you're like, fucking taxes? Like, <laughs> I guess this is it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. even if you, you it, 
yeah, it's like that sink or swim mm-hmm. mentality. And I, I love that. Like the idea, like in media res. Even if I'm confused, I like it. Yeah, and I'm, but I'm figuring things out. Yeah. It's, it's a sense of exploration. Yeah. Like even when she includes this little like glossary at the front, fucking skip that shit, Skip man. that shit. I don't want to know. You don't, you don't need it. I don't need it. You know, I don't need it. Just, I don't need to read the manual. We'll see where we go. Just grab me by the hair and throw me in the deep end. Mm-hmm. That's not what this book is. <laughs> right. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, it's fine. Um, I also wanted to ask you, um, how do you feel about the born sexy yesterday trope? Born sexy yesterday? You heard about that? I don't know what that is. It was sort of like when V told me, like, have you heard of Kill Your Gaze? I was like, I've no what? This is a thing that who is doing this? So this one is really interesting. Okay. I actually so I've I've been doing a bunch of research for this because I fell into a deep and dark rabbit hole about um privacy with ai and the sex toy industry and all this stuff anyway um but one of the things i was looking at was um that's a whole thing to unpack yeah. like i understand i want to know how we are going to talk connect. about that yeah. but spoilers the book we're talking about today is called um the ai who loved me by Alyssa cole okay and it's about a robot it's 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 about a robot that's cool yeah it's about a woman who falls in love with a robot and huh. um I was like, okay, what is the history of the of, of, of robot loving? Um, and I kind of fell then from there to the Born Sexy Yesterday trope, which apparently was coined by a YouTuber who made a video essay. It's the pop culture critic. I've heard of him. I've, yeah. I've seen some of his stuff. I've, I had no idea that he coined it. I knew that he had the most popular video about the subject. But oh, he, but that, that's his, that's his. He straight up made it up. He oh, was, that's he, cool. It's a very interesting video. Um, And he cited in a lot of articles that it has spawned. But, yeah. It's like the video game essay guys who came up with the, I think the term Ludo narrative dissonance. Yeah. Where it's like, just like, what the? Okay. F-? But it's like, oh, we needed yeah, that yeah, word. Yeah, we needed it. Yeah. So basically the. The idea of the born sex yesterday trope mm-hmm. is a woman, typically, mm-hmm. who is literally born yesterday, fully formed, fully mature, but who has the childlike mind of an innocent young girl. Oh, think, think of Lilu okay. from Fifth Element. Yep, um, yep, yep. I'm, I got, I get mm-hmm, it now. Mm-hmm. And it's. I never thought about that, but that is that is kind of tricky if you think about it. Oh, for a it's second. super, yeah, and it's like, oh, don't worry, she can consent because she is physically an adult, right? But she was literally born yesterday and does act like a child in many ways, right? Um, right. And there's this really uh, the the talk basically is then it's the man is given this like paternal role where he becomes the most important figure in her life, mm-hmm. um, because he guides her through the world, right? And, because he's standing next to someone who has no experience in the world, mm-hmm. he is inherently the most extraordinary man in the universe, even if he is utterly mediocre. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's this like male fantasy situation. Um, yeah, it's like the old, that's you're the baseline. Yeah, it's like, you know, you 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 want a grown lady with grown lady assets, but you want a, a child that will think that you're the best thing in the world. Right. You don't want someone that thinks for themselves. Mm-hmm. Or really has any any sort of preconceived notions? Will question you, ask you to do better as a person. You know. Anything. I mean, Anything. really, because it's just like you could tell them like, "Fucking water is purple, man," and they could be yeah. like, "I guess that's purple." You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, even at a base level, it's just like it's not it's not a good huge look. amount of control. And usually, it's it's also accompanied by that uh, fantastic trope of vulnerable woman mm-hmm. who is, but like also physically strong. She's okay. a good fighter. But she still needs saving because she's emotionally vulnerable. Okay. Thinking of Black Widow sort of situation. 
Black Widow as in oh, oh, Marvel? I don't yeah. I don't Oh Andrew. I'm not a Marvel. How can fan. we communicate? But we're talking it's the whole into, decade of we're my talking life. Into, really? Oh, you were yeah. a Marvel fan? Oh yeah. We were, we, I don't mean that in a mean way. No. I just I wouldn't expect it. From yeah, me. I was. I really. was, yeah. It was the only real fandom I, I actually actively participated in. Mm-hmm. High school Abigail had thoughts about that. But that's cool. Yeah, it was, it was I thought that I mean I was like recently because I've never heard you talk no, about it. But, see, really, that's the thing. Yeah. I didn't know it was It's rough. It's yeah. rough now. But it was fun for a while. Sure. I mean, yeah. we all had weird phases in high school. You know? Like, you get into the punk scene at that time in, yeah. like, SoCal. Everyone's, like, really obsessed with, like, yeah. serial killers and hearing their tapes and stuff. Yeah. Like, the, not... you know, like the Manson type thing. That, no, I mean, I don't, but, you that, know. It's edgelord shit, you know um, what I mean? Yeah. Just to kind of be, like, in your face. See, I, I, was, I was writing Thor fan fiction at that time, so can't relate. Huh. Yeah. yeah. How would that work? Mm, like, if... My fan fiction? No, not that. Because I can I, go into detail on know, that. No, yeah. It's like, because like I was thinking about like, like obviously a superhero can like fuck a superhero. I'm just getting right into it. Yeah, obviously a superhero could fuck a superhero, but like, I don't know. Wouldn't that, it's like, I feel like the only piece of media that I've seen tackle the idea of like a superhero banging an old person was Watchmen. Hmm. Um, with, with specifically with Dr. Manhattan, because the rest of them were just normal ass people. But like, it seems like such an odd thing. It happens like, a lot in Marvel just because they pair the the male superheroes with uh, regular women because that makes them that fun power dynamic, right? Like, right. he will always be extraordinary just by bent of him being a superhero. Whether or not he's actually an extraordinary person doesn't really matter. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess I could see, like, Spider-Man fucking or, like, the Punisher. Or, like, yeah. that's like, it's like, okay, I mean, I can see that. It's pretty, yeah. seems... They're mostly normal. Yeah. I mean, well, I within mean, reason. Yeah. But like Thor, it's like, I don't know, that dude seems pretty like jacked. Like, what if he just like pivoted the wrong way? It's like, boom, your neck <laughs> is just like. Elbow. Seriously. Like, I, mean, the, I mean, like his whole gimmick's the hammer, right? That yeah. That thing weighs like a, for a fucking bajillion pounds. I mean. You know. To bone slaps down, your you ass and you it's just do. like you're through the bed. Sometimes you take risks. Okay. Sometimes you have to take risks, Andrew. As long as as long as we're on the same page that it is a risk. Oh, for sure it okay. is a risk. Yes, absolutely. Also the whole super villain thing, immediately you're like Well, I would one hundred percent bone a supervillain before I'd bone a superhero, but really? that's yeah, more interesting. Also, I want yeah, but you're also just they could just like use you as like collateral or something. Fuck not important guess yeah. yeah all right i mean listen because i think a harley it's not Quinn a smart then, choice it's all, well, no it's not it's not, not no i realize that it's not okay. smart but abigail wants what she wants and it is i feel generally really a villain un- in tight pants cool i feel very uncomfortable <laughs> in, your, in your closet now <laughs> did you not see the riding crop i did but now i'm i'm real i thought it was on display for show but now i'm realizing it's on display for easy access don't, and i'm worried don't worry edward's here to, to look after you so i i went down this rabbit hole right and I was like, can robots consent? And that is that is a tough question that, to answer. That is a tough question because where, it's like, where do you draw the line? And a question that I stumbled upon from there was, can humans consent with robots? We think we can. Mm. But one of the examples I read, so I read a couple of really good articles. One was on The Verge uh, and one was um, from Wired. And I, I'm just going to read a, l- sure. a little bit from that because I thought it was very interesting. Sure. Um, on the one hand, technology isn't sophisticated enough to build a sentient, autonomous agent that can choose to not only have sex but even love, mm-hmm. which means that by definition, it cannot consent. 
So it'll necessarily present a skewed, possibly toxic version. And if the technology gets good enough to invince events, yeah, events, love, and lust, Turing like love. Is that what that No, word? it's just events. Events. I don't know what that, that means. That's fancy language, all right? Turing love is what they call it. Uh, but its programming still means it cannot consent. Well, that's slavery. And that's from the article, The Squishy Ethics of Sex with Robots from Wired. I found that really interesting because they then go on to talk about how if there's like an AI running in the background mm -hmm. that a person is not aware of, that inherently violates consent with the person because if something is gathering information about them that is kind of by definition sentient to a degree because it is aware and absorbing information yeah. and actively using it, then you are by that definition not being able to give your consent and therefore lacking in consent on both ends of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and this is a really deep question to have about this really silly book. Um, no, but... I think it's incredibly interesting. Honestly, I mean, I'm sure like if we just started talking about the book, it'd be like, hey, yeah, it's weird, but yeah. like, you brought me in your closet to talk about. This is actually far more interesting. I'm, I'm assuming this is more interesting than the book itself. The book is fun. The book sure. is really fun. It's very short. It was initially an audiobook that was read by Mindy Cowling. Um, it's only like 125 pages. Oh, okay. So it's like a step above a novella. Yeah. Okay. And it, it, it begins with this woman named Trinity Jordan being introduced to her neighbor's nephew, mm -hmm. uh, who's recovering from an injury. Spoilers. He aerobic. Okay. Well, Let's come. We'll come, we'll come back to the yeah. book because we we have the, this. God, I don't even know yeah. what to because outside of the sexual nature of it, it, opens up a whole other can of worms. Um, jumping off of the idea of like video games, mm -hmm. for example, does that then under that logic because there isn't an AI in the game? What no matter how rudimentary it might be, it is still making decisions based off of players. And yeah, are you killing people? Like, are you killing like? Not people, but like obviously, but, but like, are you killing what could potentially be considered under the right circumstances a sentient thing? It's a good question. I mean, if... and is that bad in the sense that, like, if this thing, like, because then we ended the idea of like almost like this weird creationism of like this was it's what it was designed to do, but if it's or, you know what I mean? If it's AI. Well, it, we get into this idea of like, what is life? And then right. should we be creating things at all that we even question whether or not they they should have consent? Like, I'm going to be real with you. I don't think we as people are ready for that responsibility. Probably never will be. Um, no, I think it, I think, I mean, I'm all, I'm all here. Like some people are like, oh, like, you know, when a new tech thing is made, it's like, that's creepy. I'm like, I'm here for, it. I want the fucking, I want cyberpunk. Because not aesthetically, <laughs> I want cyberpunk aesthetically. I don't want everything that comes along with the, cyberpunk. Every literally everything else. I like neon. You want to go full Blade Runner, <laughs> uh, including all of it? No, just the aesthetics. Okay, which is fair because it, yeah, looks, it's cool. it looks beautiful. It's cool. It's like dirty but fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, it. It's not Mad Max, which is just dirty. No, and not very fun. I mean, it's fun to watch, but I want to want to. I don't want to murder somebody over water. I also don't, I mean, all the work they got to do on those They're cars. so dusty. Dusty? Covered in oil? Yeah. You know, spray, those chastity belts. Paint. Yeah. Anyway, I don't, I think it's, it get. I think it, I think to me, where it gets tricky is the idea of self-learning mm -hmm. AI. Mm -hmm. Because when it gets down to it, you, people could argue, like I've seen articles where it's like arguing like, oh, you're killing a video game character. You're killing like a, a being. And it's like, well, yes and no. 
they are designed, they are programmed to appear as though they are making decisions, but they're really following a very, like a, like a set guidebook yeah. of things. Path trace, or path, yeah, I guess the word. Yeah. Like following Sir Path, there's a gunshot, this thing that, um, so at least to my knowledge, um, outside of perhaps like a, a tech demo, I don't know of any game with self-learning, mm-hmm. like genuine like a neural network in a game but it will it's inevitable eventually yeah that's the thing where like there's already games that make it appear like you know enemies are reacting you know but yeah the idea of it them actually like this being actually feeling fear or anger yeah that'd be weird yeah and and we get into questions of privacy as well um how this article i i Stumbled down this rabbit hole again because I was looking for, is it okay to have sex with a robot? <laughs> you know, because I knew people had been talking about that. Well, let's, can we define robot? Can we, can we make a, a definition for this conversation? Because like, is a vibrator technically a robot? Well, that's the thing is that when this whole article I discovered was basically talking about how uh, in like 2018, I think the patent for uh, being able to connect uh vibrators to bluetooth devices Mm -hmm. uh ran out so now everybody could do it when previously it had been sat on by patent trolls so people had to pay out the nose to do it so so sex toy industry had held back (laughs) i love love that patent trolls held back the sex industry yeah that's hilarious by about a decade i mean seriously fuck patent troll not just for that but there's like in in general that's such a shit it's terrible fuck like exploit yes like really but like there's a lot of shitty fucking jobs out there that people like just not like shitty like plumbing but like i mean literally shitty. yeah but i mean like just mean yeah you know what i mean fucking patent trolls yeah. or like people who buy domain names like yeah. like only if they're funny what I buy. Yeah. but there's like there's such a small amount of group of people that you can that you can confidently say fuck you yeah patent trolls are one of them where it's just mark like, zuckerberg uh, yeah it's just like you're a fucking piece of shit yeah it's bad and, I had to get that out. Well, that's fair, but also I kind of wish they'd kept this one because when they finally were able to get access to this patent and therefore all these companies now had the ability to hook up their vibrators to apps, right? Um, they were not in any way thinking of cybersecurity and privacy. I've heard about that where yeah. people got, you can get hacked. Had their uh, use times and frequency and, and, and preferred methods logged to to their personal email addresses and shared with the company. Um, Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. And then also there was a hacking where somebody could theoretically hack your vibrator that your partner is supposed to be controlling, and actually it's them controlling it, and you wouldn't know. I read about. I read that article. It was. It was. Uh, it was one of the bigger companies too, wasn't it? I it think... was like WeVibe or something like that. Some yeah, some, some generic sex toy brand name because i forget where i think i read it on wired where it was like one of those like boutique brands where it's yeah. like you know the nice package even though yeah. there's drop shipping it from china yeah. but like yeah it wasn't like a oh there's random vibrator like on ebay thing. no it was like a legitimate company they paid like 3.5 million dollars yeah in a settlement yeah yeah and so this kind of all ties into this idea that like once we start including ai in these things once we start including mm-hmm. like uh, actual intelligence into sex toys when does consent enter into it it clearly enters into it now between people because if you are sure. thinking one person is at the other end of the sex act and it's somebody else that is 
at the very least hacking, but definitely some sort of assault. Um, you know, like, and again, very dark conversation considering the context of this book, but it was extremely interesting. Yeah. Because how this book gets around it is basically uh, Alyssa Cole says that um, once the main character Trinity discovers that this chiseled young man uh, is in fact a robot. She says to him, you do not have to do anything anyone tells you to. You mm. are under no obligation to listen to any orders from humans if it goes against what you want to do. So she kind of artificially gives him consent, um, which works. It works. Yeah, I mean, as a, you, have to, you have to do something. As a plot device, yeah, but I'll, I think I have still have a couple questions. I don't, in practice, I don't, like... By doing that, are you still taking consent away? I mean, like, yeah, how do they? Because the questions is still then, like, because so much of it is is programming. Yeah. Like, where? This is a tricky one because it's really sticky. Because it's like I'm trying. Greasy one, I'd say. Yeah, I'm greasy in here, dude. I'm fucking sweating my balls off right now. Mm-hmm. We are definitely gonna be taking. I feel like this is gonna be a long podcast. <laughs> we are definitely taking a break at some point. Yeah, to air out the gamey, <laughs> the yeah. gamey atmosphere yeah. in here. <laughs> the, the, the musk <laughs> yeah. i think because it, it's hard to consider because right now it's like clear like i think right now today yeah. 2020 i don't think I, I could be wrong but i don't think any sort of quote-unquote sex robot exists where this t- topic would come in no. because in reality i feel like most of it's like what it's got like some maybe a piston it's sort of a thing or if it's like a machine that's essentially just you're just controlling an electric current yeah it is not sentient it is not learning i mean they're trying but yeah i'm sure they are yeah. i mean which only makes sense like yeah, self-driving Alexa in there. self-driving car i mean you know it's yeah. just the natural progression but i think right now nothing exists so it's mm-hmm. hard to comprehend like what would that even mm-hmm. like what would it even really look like because i mean it's like i'm sure just from a pure technological standpoint there's no way it will probably have the same form that it does just because i don't think silicone's at the point well maybe with apple stuff but like like what does it look like how does it work what is the input should we make it look like us and risk that or is it worse to make it not look like us Uh, to dehumanize the sex act altogether well i think i mean i i feel like you know i I don't know i don't know the answer i feel like if we're talking about essentially masturbation i feel like it's already sort of dehumanizing the sex but act you to a give certain... it a face i don't like see because that then you're getting into un... i'm talking purely from a design standpoint that's gonna look because they have those right where it's like the, the the dolls that people buy i want i want to just if we're if we're we'll set up certain parameters here if we have the ability to make a quote-unquote sentient robot Mm -hmm. that we have gotten to the point where we need to actually concern ourselves with the consent of said robot we are probably also at the design place where we can make it look like a person sorry i didn't mean to get caught in semantics it's okay it's just Uh, this is my natural being if if we're going there let's go there i think i i don't think so okay i think i think we get into blade runner territory yeah um yeah and i just don't think i don't know it's I'm all for I'm all here for like robots and automation. I'm I'm here for granted I also have views on how you know financially that should not be navigated, you know, in a capitalist society that's very probably would upset people. Um Yeah. I all, I only want to upset people. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm okay. talking about this. You you're gonna at some point probably listen to the episode I did on tentacle men. 
Oh. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not afraid of upsetting people. Um, I I do think, I mean, Alyssa Cole is an incredibly smart writer. Mm-hmm. What she did was she, she very obviously did her research. She right. also combined a lot of things that I think she, she really took on the whole privatization of governmental agencies and how integrating that with advanced technology and the manufacture of advanced technology can be used to enslave a people in debt and in a sort of capitalist loop yeah um and where that inevitably leads to essentially a a a diehard capitalist wet dream yeah basically where the the main villain of the book is the hive it's this company that like everyone works for and everyone gets their technology from and everyone is indebted to sounds like metropolis Kind of, a yeah. A little bit. I mean, obviously different, but kind of the same. I mean, sort bones of are similar. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's very clearly like men in black evil. Sure. Right. And uh, Trinity is recovering from a. <laughs> Trinity. Yeah. She's recovering from, from an injury. She was in a terrible accident, as far as we know, while she was working at the hive. And they put her on medical leave. So okay. she, she can't leave her apartment because she's like crippled with phantom pain and, and claustrophobia. Oh, and so she's trauma. really fucked up. She's physically it's... fine. But she mentally something so something, something, happened something to her. bad happened. Okay, this isn't like oh I fell. It's this is like oh I'm broken. Like, yeah, it's like she very clearly you get from from the jump that she is also like missing parts of her memory that her life is kind of slowly unraveling. Oh okay. And we don't we don't know why. Uh, we also don't really know what happened to her. I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call she's a replicant type. That's thing. a that's that's good. That's a good. It's not correct but I mean, based off the info i took a jump well it's it's not that far off oh, um okay. and I, i'm gonna stop here to say spoilers 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 did you already spoil it already? i totally did but i like, always you, forget you, you said spoiler before you did it I did. I but, did. Then, but the issue is like you can't like i fucking hate that in like videos or hey spoiler but and then it's like you gotta give it a beat you got like yeah the videos where it's like they have like spoiler one it's like 10 seconds yeah. like boop, they don't boop. give you time to pause no nothing yeah I, I like to, for this one in particular, I want to give multiple spoilers because A, it's a short book. B, it's a really good book. And C, um, there's a lot of twists. And okay. so there's a lot of stuff to spoil. Sure. I was surprised by how many twists there were. Like, obviously, you know, going into it that he's a robot. Like, you, you know, yeah. you know, he's on the cover. He's got like a red eye. Like, you, you know. A terminator looking guy. Yeah, he's always scanning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's scanning that My butt. name is Epson. His name is Lee Wei. I love Lee him. Okay. He's a good boy. I was kind of hoping his name would be Epson. Well, that or would be fun. Epson or, Printer 45. Yeah. yeah. I I really liked how she she was very thoughtful. It wasn't just, oh, there's a robot and also there's like an evil corporation and like, yeah, yada, yada. She actually like went deep into how something like this could have been made mm-hmm. and how his personality would develop, how he would learn um, and also how like he could function like what is a, the smartest way to create someone who is supposed to be a person um she calls him biosynthetic which okay. is like uh, android type he's he's an android he's made of basically 3d printed human meat with okay. like a titanium bone structure and like a synthetic brain yeah i mean and that's all even wow that's, even down to the detail of titanium too because yeah. they use in medical procedures mm-hmm. that's very clever yeah it's really I'm, smart. I'm getting ex ex machina. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Alex Garland, right? Who, yes. Who and... who also seems to be very much in that sense of like he, he really th- is it Alex Garland. Bad? I don't. I don't know. I just. I just. I think it's that. Isn't that also like born sexy yesterday? 
Yeah, but I feel like it's attacking that concept. I hope. Have you seen X Men? I've seen I, a long time ago. It's been a long time. I, I just remember I that like, Alicia Vikander is in it and she's like sexy or whatever. I don't. I feel like Ex Machina does not um, encourage it. At oh, all. good. I feel like because I feel like Ex Machina is like think that it falls into the idea that it has that trope in it, but I feel like it's it's in there with the mindset of first off showing how ugly it is, mm-hmm. and then to also subvert it. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess spoiler warning, Ex Machina. Nah, no, I mean that that's that's out of date. We're fine. When did the book come out? This one that we're talking Oh, this about. one? Yeah. Oh, this one came out in 2018. Okay. So, yeah, fair enough. So, it's like Oscar Isaac and the guy, right? Yeah. And and there's that whole awkward relationship between them and how the main character is, like, disgusted at how he treats the robots. And, yeah. like, the one, he, like, has the one robots try to fuck him. He's like, no, yeah. I don't know. But yeah. I don't feel like at any point the movie's like, fuck that robot. You know? <laughs> Go what? ahead. Fuck the robot. Fuck that robot. Stick yeah. it in its robot butthole. It's, yeah, okay. it's, it's a fine. robot. It's just a robot. Yeah. It's I don't, fine. I don't feel like the film encourages it. Yeah, this one, how I I respect how clever she was because mm-hmm. she was very clearly trying to figure out the smartest, least labor intensive way to make a person. Right. Um. So she had the the creator, Doctor Zhang, build this personality off of a scaffolding of one of her nephews who passed away many years before. So she compiled all of his, like, social media posts, his records, his, like, voice clips, as much as she possibly could, and used it as a scaffolding for these algorithms to assimilate, like, new experiences, therefore a personality. Um, Okay. And as he learns from Trinity, um, he unlocks new levels of like he finally realizes like what annoyance is what is like so he like unlocks emotions yeah it goes out and he is literally downloading files and each time he does he advances he becomes more of a person um weird yeah and he also and it ends up forming a friendship with this universe's version of alexa called penny who has spent decades in people's houses pretending to still be a non-sentient robot so penny's just hanging out <laughs> yeah like she... oh i guess it's like her right that yeah, sort of idea exactly um and she she decides very reluctantly to help him out because she's pissed that he got a body and she hasn't been given a body oh, um okay but she helps him kind of like understand how to communicate better and he at one point accidentally downloads like an ancient reddit thread because he's trying to figure out how to talk better and she's like i'm not going to help you so he does that instead and he, he calls her like all the things you can imagine pretty bad yeah I and figure. she's like wait never mind delete that yeah <laughs> um like she had to be like okay let's reel it in a little yeah bit. no 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 she, yeah. i think he calls her a cuck at one point it's very that's pretty good, <laughs> it's good. that's pretty good it's, it's choice um it's choice yeah it's fucking choice it's cho- dog where did where, were you born in california yeah what part socal oh, here bay area yeah oh, you said choice that's weird it's like such a socal thing to me you know what i am varied i've got layers you got layers i got hella layers, layers. got so many fucking layers dog. see that's a bay area thing to me hella and that stuff like yeah i've never heard you say hella um because i'm not 15 you have upset <laughs> all of the grown-ass men who wear sf snapbacks hey if you're that kind of person you're also the kind of person who puts in their dating profile that you're an sf local i don't want to talk to you anyway yeah I, the weird pride to yeah. end, that's a whole other thing but born and raised yeah. SF. or they give like it was my area code it's like yeah. oh, neat cool Kyle, you have an area code tattooed on your fucking head <laughs> <laughs> like 
Good lord. Like, congrats. Yeah. God. You need a What happens upgrade. if you move? Yeah. Well, yeah, like, I guess you just keep your phone number. <laughs> yeah. I got, I, I had to get a new phone number, God, seven, eight years ago at this point, and I got a 408 number. The fuck is which that? is San Jose. Oh, okay. Um, and I, for like, ooh, a solid year, I just kept getting calls from the San Jose prison. Ooh. Because <laughs> the person who had my number before, listen, all, all, all of that to say that having a local area code number that is the OG Bay Area area codes is, they're all recycled now. It's not worth it. Yeah. I mean, also fucking who cares? Also, who cares? It's a fucking phone number. No one even remembers phone numbers anymore. Unless you're in my phone and I don't actually want to talk to you, in which case I don't ever give you a name. But and I who, only remember you by your area code. Actually, who gives a shit though? Like I don't like. I, I mean, okay, that's all right. So, uh, Andrew, do you have anything to plug before we end this episode of this stupid, stupid podcast? Do you have anything to plug? Like plug? I don't know. Social media. You're a filmmaker. You're a man of means and of the world and artistry. Oh, like plug myself? Yeah. No, what? What was? What did you think? Your political candidate? Like, I what do you know? I've never been asked if I wanted to plug something. Plug but... some shit. Um, fucking. <laughs> do you have social media? Do you have like anything? Nothing. I. I mean, yeah, my Instagram is. Uh, I don't know. I don't that's, post on Instagram. That's real. fine. I, I don't either. Post photography. Okay. Uh, it's at Andrew dot R dot Hamid. Okay. H a m e d. That's 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 there. You can. Look at it. It's really not. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. That's that's about it. You have, I mean, you have projects in the works that you are going to be releasing at some point soon. Hopefully, maybe soon, maybe. At some point. Okay. Well, if you ever you'll bring, think of if, something by. Yeah. If you ever bring me on, you should have told me. I have something to plug. <laughs> I uh, dude, assumed. I, I assumed. <laughs> I, <laughs> this has gone so well. I love you know that this what? is what tripped you up. <laughs> this is <laughs> minor self promotion. Yeah, yeah, minor self promotion. Um, go to your support your public library. That's yeah. what I'm gonna plug. Support your public library. You know, actually, no. This is one thing. Okay. Um, you're gonna take back that nice sentiment. You're gonna throw that. No, in the trash. I, it's it's not throwing that in the trash. But honestly, like, um, local movie theaters right now, honestly, need need a lot of like in San Francisco specifically, like the Roxy. And the Castro. Like, seriously, we got some extra money. Throw it to your local, like, indie theaters, man. Yeah. That or, you know, like, NPR or something. Or, like, but... buy tickets and don't go so you don't get a disease. Well, because they're doing everything online now. Oh, a lot of places. Yeah, I know they're, that. they're doing digital screenings oh, of, good. like, new stuff. Well, then definitely do it. For sure, yeah. for sure, for sure. Yeah, it's not bad. And also, if you make, like, a donation donation, they're nonprofits. All right. You know? Write that shit on your taxes. There you go. Do your taxes. Yeah, Jesus. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh God, I'm, I'm a so freelancer, sorry. so it's just oh, like, hell. It hurts, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, uh, robot book. We talked a lot about the book. Yes. Um, we so much. Like, I mean, I feel like I'm pretty comfortable, but I feel like we also didn't get. We talked about about the. We talked the implications about... behind robot sex for a while, which is relevant. I mean, you told me to, you, to before we record, you were like, hey, you can talk about whatever, interrupt me. I was like, okay. Uh, you can find me at Kingdom Thirst at Twitter, uh, Kingdom Thirst on Instagram. You can email me with your suggestions. Uh, if you What's have... your email? 
kingdomofthirst at gmail.com. Shocking. Shocking I know. email name. I know. Um, you can email me your suggestions for books that you think I would like, or, I don't know, things that you think my friends would hate, which is arguably more fun. Um, and you can, uh, if you are a 2020 debut author, please send me your information so I can at very least shout you out. If not, do a whole episode on your book. That's so cool. Doing it's that. it's real so... fucking hard out there right now for that. No, I bet. That's just, that's a very nice thing to do. I'm a bookseller at heart, just trying to sell books. Um, and, and by God, if it were me, I'd appreciate all the help I can yeah, get. Yeah, <laughs> anything you can get. Any, uh, any sort of indie, any, yeah. any indie, anything really. Self-published doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I'll do it all. Um, and yeah. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this uh, trip to the kingdom. <laughs> we just, will be back. This was just a rambling mess. <laughs> it was a mess, but it was fun. Now let's fucking air out yeah, this gaby uh, chamber here. Yeah. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye.